Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you. I do a lot of research. I try to understand more about health and nutrition. Personally for myself as well. But since I have found so many benefits from the information and the research that I have uncovered, and I have had a lot of angels in my life that were very significant in helping me change my life. So I think it's part of my responsibility to at least share some information with you because we don't have any resource or certainly not many resources that advise what we should be doing in terms of lifestyle choices. All the treatments for all the symptoms and signs that seem to be negative to our health are treated with drugs. And drugs are not the answer. Drugs do not promote health. They do not improve our body, but cover up the symptoms. And while they are important to our life and our society, because we need drugs when there is an extreme emergency, when there is a crisis, a severe injury, an accident, and maybe when we have gone way beyond what can be reversed or prevented by other health measures, drugs are critical. And I would never tell anybody not to take a drug if that's what your doctor has prescribed. Since your doctor has diagnosed what your problem is. But 98% of all diseases, including cancer, can be prevented and can be reversed, even cured, with nutrition, with food. In fact, food is the most powerful compound or treatment for physical and mental health. Food contains a variety of chemicals. If they're good food, not prepared and processed those that are boxed and packaged, but good food, like animal proteins, healthy oils, and some carbohydrates, and maybe even very low carbohydrates, depending on the individual. So we're here every week and Saturday and Sunday, just to share information with you that to help you have a better life and understand that it's our responsibility, you and I, to take care of our bodies. Not the doctor's job to do that. No professional. You and I. We can't eat what we want to eat because it tastes good, because it's convenient to make, and because it's inexpensive 
We can't eat junk foods. Can't live on sugar and carbohydrates, as most Americans do today. With 50% of the population in America being obese. That means something's wrong with what we're doing in terms of health. So we have a big responsibility to maintain our own health and to prevent disease and to try to reverse it with nutrition. Now, if drugs are required, nutrition is even more required because drugs contain a lot of side effects or cause a lot of side effects. So that's why we're here every Saturday and Sunday right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. And I want to just share with you some things that will be of help to you to make changes. Food is a very powerful medicine. And it's the only medicine that has the exact chemistry that we need to influence the chemistry of our body. Drugs are synthetic. They're made in a laboratory. Food is what our bodies were designed to be used as fuel. So our body functions properly. Drugs actually throw the whole chemistry out of balance. Our body chemistry out of balance. Now you may need drugs. I'm not going to argue that point. But I really believe and I have seen many people who have decided to make the choice to start eating a healthy low-carb diet, which I always refer to as the ketogenic diet, start using some form of activities, kettlebells, walking, doing something to increase more vitality to the body, more activity, and give up some of the bad habits of a lot of sugar and carbohydrates, smoking, drinking, all the things that may be bad for us that undermine our health. They're no longer using drugs. They found out that they could give up drugs. Even going on a low-carb diet has caused people to eliminate all their drugs for depression, anxiety, ADD and ADHD, autism. America is suffering from an excessive consumption of sugar and carbohydrates. And 95% of the carbohydrates are refined and processed, so they convert to sugar very readily. And they're all sugars. And the huge amount of calories that we consume in excess of normal requirements are all made up of carbohydrates and sugar. And it's been proven that a low-carb diet will improve your health dramatically. So food is the best medicine. Food is our foundation of health. It isn't supplements. It isn't drugs. It's food. Now, we may not be able to get the best food. It's not the perfect food today. Food has been altered, genetically modified, processed, refined, overcooked. All the things that leach 
out nutrients and destroy nutrients in the process. So our food is not perfect today, regardless of how perfect we try to make it. But we can make it as best as we possibly can. And then if we need supplements to fill the gap of the missing items from the food that we are eating, is great. And some of these natural alternatives like andrographis, French grapeseed extract, curcumin, can be as effective as drugs without the side effects. So you can become more aware of the natural processes that improve our health. So we're here to share information with you. I don't make your choices. And you should talk to your doctor to let your doctor know what you're doing. But these are ideas that you can include in your daily regimen, in your discovery to new health. And so today we're going to talk about metabolic syndrome. What is metabolic syndrome and what can you do to improve it? And what does it do if you don't improve it? And we'll talk about a chemical called polysorbate 80. And why is heart disease? Heart disease was declining for several years. Still number one, but heart disease was getting a little bit better in terms of how many people suffered from heart disease and died from heart disease. But now it's back to be number one. And there are four weird symptoms of high blood sugar. And what color is your fat? And we'll talk about the importance of vitamin K and why eggs can reduce the risk of stroke. So let's start off today's program with how to treat metabolic syndrome with an herb that you may not ever have heard about. I know we talk about curcumin, French grapeseed extract, boswellia. We talk about a lot of the herbs, but this is a, well, to alternative physicians, this herb called berberine, B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E, berberine, is very well-known to alternative physicians. But to many people that may be listening or those that are in public may not ever have heard of this plant. So let's talk a little bit about why berberine may be so valuable to treat metabolic syndrome. And what is metabolic syndrome? Well, it's a group of conditions that the body suffers from. And if you have, there's, I think there's, yes, there is five. There are five indications, conditions, that people suffer from. And if you have three of these five, 
you are then classified as having metabolic syndrome. And these five are high blood pressure, high LDL cholesterol, commonly referred to as the bad cholesterol, and triglycerides, and having a low good cholesterol level, the HDL, and being overweight, abdominal obesity, the spare tire, the pot belly, the beer belly, the bread belly. The abdominal obesity is primarily caused by excessive carbohydrates, especially in men. Women more likely call it belly fat. And pre-diabetes or diabetes, also known as insulin resistance. So metabolic syndrome is significantly involved with the increased risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Almost one-third of all U.S. adults, that's about 100 million, have metabolic syndrome. You know, often I hear, unfortunately, some people die from COVID-19. And they were in good health. But how do we know they're in good health? What is good health? If they suffer from metabolic syndrome, or many other indications like fatty liver disease that is, is non-detectable, or, or cancer, or pre-diabetes, we're not healthy. We have to work at developing our body into a healthy state. It doesn't just come naturally anymore. Health has to be developed over time. If you have metabolic syndrome and you have three or four or five of these conditions, abdominal obesity is a condition of a man having a waistline over 40 inches and a woman over 35 inches. This was kind of old school. Not many people use those statistics. And I think really the best way to tell how fit you are whether you are lean or obese or grossly overweight or over fat, 50% of America is just under the, well, I should say, about 48 or 49% of Americans, Americans are obese. That is hugely overweight, grossly overweight. And 91% of Americans are over fat. They have the big abdominal belly. Obesity. Which is the most dangerous form of fat. And all these conditions. 
high blood pressure, high cholesterol levels, triglyceride levels, very low HDL, the good cholesterol, obesity, and pre-diabetes, and 100 million people in America are pre-diabetics. And it doesn't take much to push that over to diabetes. 30 million type 2 diabetics in America. And most Americans are insulin resistant. Diabetes, pre-diabetes, diabetes type 2 are not diseases. They are caused by our lifestyle choices. Diabetics type 1 are truly a diabetic. Their body has a defect in the pancreas that does not allow them to produce insulin. So they lack the ability to produce insulin, which is a hormone. And this hormone is designed to shuttle the sugar that we consume or the food that converts into sugar. It shuttles it into the cell to increase energy by burning that sugar in the cell and burning the calories. But type 2 diabetics are eating so much sugar that insulin becomes ineffective. It just can't keep up with the amount of sugar that is consumed. So while we do make insulin in a type 2 diabetic, the insulin becomes ineffective. So it's called insulin resistance. It doesn't work. There's so much sugar that the amount of insulin that we can produce isn't enough to take care of all the sugar. So it doesn't shuttle the sugar into the cell sufficiently because there's too much sugar. You can't put 100 gallons of something in a 5-gallon pail. So there's so much sugar in the body, the insulin can't do it. So when you are diagnosed by a doctor and the doctor says, oh my gosh, you've got a lot of sugar in your bloodstream. You're a diabetic. You are not a diabetic. You are just eating too much sugar. So many people I know changing their diet after they were diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic and put on medication did not want that kind of condition and they changed their diet they started walking doing some form of exercise and they went off their insulin with their doctor's approval because they were not diagnosed as having a high blood sugar level they were able to control it by diet by exercise by lowering their amount of carbohydrates and sugar actually going on a low carb diet we're eating way 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 too much sugar and all the carbohydrates like bread, pasta, cakes crackers all these forms of carbohydrates 
convert into sugar. And the American diet is primarily carbohydrates and sugar. So that's why we have 30 million type 2 diabetics and 100 million pre-diabetics, which will eventually be a diabetic. And this condition, condition called insulin resistance is one of the primary causes of high blood sugar, high cholesterol, high triglycerides. Triglycerides are more damaging to the heart and heart disease than is cholesterol. Cholesterol is a natural nutrient our body makes. And I believe that if our body makes it, it must be something necessary and required for the body's function. What we want to keep in mind is the ratio or the fractions that are in cholesterol, like the LDL, the HDL, and the triglyceride levels in comparisons to the HDL. Just having a high cholesterol doesn't mean anything. And all of this causes abdominal obesity and overfat people. And very lazy, non-active people. So we can change this by diet primarily. 90% of our health is diet. So we need to make some huge changes. And berberine, the plant that I referred to earlier when I started the program, is a plant that comes from, primarily from India. And it comes from uh, a group of plants that are found in the species Berberis. B-E-R-B-E-R-I-S. That's why it's called berberine. And berberine is an alkaloid extracted from plants such as Indian barberry, golden seal, and Oregon grape. And it has been used medicinally in China and India for over 2,000 years. It's a very difficult alkaloid to be absorbed systemically in the body. And I'll talk about how we can increase the absorption of berberine as we get further into the program. But it has been used medicinally to lower blood pressure, to improve the ratios of the fractions of cholesterol. Not just to lower cholesterol. We need it. We can't live without it. The brain uses 25% of the cholesterol and it only is 2% of the body weight. Our body needs fat and cholesterol. We make all of our hormones out of cholesterol. It is so critical that the body was designed to make it, not to be able to search for it or look for it or try to find it someplace. The body was instilled to produce it on its own. That makes me think that God wanted that 
to be produced for the necessity of the body's function. Now, berberine also can take care of all these five functions that we just talked about called the syndrome, all the indications that are associated. And I'll mention them again, just keep in mind, high blood pressure. Millions of people have high blood pressure. And they have a high level of the bad cholesterol in comparison to the good cholesterol, which is usually low then. So a woman should have her HDL, that's the high-density lipoprotein, it's a protein. And that should be over 50. Men should be over 40. And I mentioned before about abdominal obesity, where men have a waistline over 40 and women over 35. I like to take how tall you are in inches and divide that by two and that should be your waistline. So if you're six feet tall, that's 72 inches. Half of that is 36. So your waistline should be 36. So measure your height in inches, divide it in two, and that's your waistline. It's a better indication of how abdominally fit you are. So berberine is a treatment for metabolic syndrome. Here's a couple of studies that were done. 24 people with metabolic syndrome received 500 milligrams of berberine three times daily or a placebo for three months. And the results, statistically significant reduction in the waistline, they lost weight, they lost fat, and they reduced their blood sugar level, plus a 42% reduction in triglycerides, a 6% reduction in blood pressure, a 20% reduction in insulin resistance. Now I have more that I want to share with you. But we're close to going into a break. And I don't want to start more on this subject. This is a very, very excellent subject. Because berberine is so powerful in assisting the body to make some of these changes. But don't take berberine unless, I I think the best thing is change your diet along with it. It'll make it much more effective. So we're going to take a break right here. This is Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. We'll come back right after these messages. And welcome back, my friends. We're here until the top of the hour, so we have about another 25 minutes to go. So if you're leaving us, you can always get the show later at my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen to the show live streamed anywhere around the world. And you can also go into that section, over the archive section of the radio show, and you can listen to all the shows that have aired in the past. And we're talking about berberine. If you've just joined us, 
or just discovered who we are. We're talking about what berberine can do for your health. And what it does, it actually treats and reduces the symptoms and the indications that are associated with a condition called metabolic syndrome. So metabolic syndrome, just for those that may have just joined us, or just as kind of a recap, metabolic syndrome is five different conditions, indications that many of us, many, many of us suffer from. High blood pressure, high bad cholesterol, high triglycerides, and low good cholesterol. Overweight, abdominal obesity, overfat, and boy, this is America. And obesity, and overfat, and the abdominal obesity is the cause of most of these conditions, including diabetes type 2. So, berberine is a wonderful new discovery, well not new, but brought to light, I should say, been used for over 2,000 years in Asian countries. Why do we always get the news late, huh? Because no one ever wants to talk about what's healthy. They only want to talk about what drug you should have. We are over-drugged in America. Big business. And people are getting sicker every year. Every decade, we are less healthy. We are a sick, weak, and a country that's falling apart. All of our physical and mental issues are primarily driven by the food we eat or the food we don't eat. Now, my basic foundation is to make sure you understand food is our medicine. It has more ability and more powerful to influence physical and mental health. Food. That's our medicine. That's what the world survived on for millions of years. And just in the last 100 years, drug companies have influenced drug therapy for money, for greed. There's enough science, there's enough knowledgeable people that know that food is the medicine. And we can't eat a bad diet and take drugs. But berberine is a natural substance without any major side effect. Maybe some gastric upset, but nothing really anything of any major consequences. Here's another study that I had mentioned in, in the, at the end of the first half of our program. It's not a large study, but it's a very good indication. That makes it kind of a weak study, but nevertheless, we have good information. 24 people with meta- metabolic syndrome were given 500 milligrams of berberine three times daily or a placebo for three months. And the results of this study, statistically significant, far better than placebo. 
And that's how it proves it, whether or not it is a significant statistically difference. So reduce waist size. That's major. People lost weight, lost fat. And they were able to control their blood sugar level. And triglycerides, which are the major compound for heart disease, it reduced by 42%. 6% reduction in blood pressure. And 20% reduction in insulin resistance. Now there's more clinical research on berberine as well. It lowered blood sugar as effectively as any prescription drug treatment. Patients with type 2 diabetes, their fasting blood glucose was down 26% with berberine versus 30% with metformin. So it outperformed metformin, the drug commonly prescribed to type 2 diabetics. It lowered A1C, which is a marker of your blood sugar level. It dropped it by 18% for berberine versus 23% for metformin. It reduced triglycerides. I hear lots of people wondering, how do I lower my triglycerides? Well, first of all, triglycerides are a type of fat. It produces a fat from carbohydrates and sugar. Carbohydrates and sugar are one of your most destructive, I guess I would have to call it, I'll refer to them as food, which they really are not, but because they're eaten by people, they're classified as food. They're the two most destructive substances for your health. So it reduces triglycerides 18% reduction in type 2 diabetics and only 6% in the metformin group. Now when it was combined with diet and exercise, Berberine was, low, was shown to lower blood pressure, lower blood pressure, which is a destructive indication for heart disease, more effectively than lifestyle alone or placebo. I would make berberine one of your top choices if you're not taking it, that you add it to your protocol of supplements for better health. It has a major impact on healthy lifestyle. Our lifestyle choices that we make commonly are destructive. No exercise. Junk food. All these coffee drinks. These soda drinks. 12, 14, 20 tablespoons of sugar for drink. Lots of juices loaded with sugar and all the refined carbohydrates. 
So you can use berberine for metabolic syndrome, fatty liver disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's disease and dementia, rheumatoid arthritis, cancer. The typical dosage in clinical studies was 500 milligrams three times daily. Now, berberine is very difficult to be absorbed. So in a 500 milligram capsule, about 5% of that 500 milligrams will be absorbed systemically. So that's only about 25 milligrams. So let's try to find some way to increase the absorption. And there's research on a new compound. It's a vegetable starch that's not digested, does not contain any sugar, it doesn't contain any calories. It's a starch that when combined with berberine, it increases the absorption of berberine by about nine times or ten times. So the one I use is a 250 milligram berberine capsule. And if you compare that to ten times, that's 2,500 milligrams. So you only need one capsule per day of the ultra-absorption form of berberine. So if you're looking for something to take, as you feel that this may be a good choice for you, you may or may not want to talk to your physician. It's a natural compound. If you're taking drugs for any of these conditions, you may want to get your advice from your physician. But berberine is a natural substance. It doesn't have any major side effects. Um, Maybe a little gastric upset for some people, like all food can do that. Uh, But this is a natural compound you can take very easily. So let's take a closer look at a chemical, synthetic chemical, that is now being used commonly in many supplements on the market. Polysorbate 80 is a compound that makes many hard to absorb nutrients more soluble. So that means they're absorbed better. Berberine that's mixed with a starch a vegetable starch, natural, it's a vegetable starch, and it increases absorption by up to 10 times, more in some cases. In fact, in a form of chewable curcumin with the vegetable starch, it can be absorbed up to 18 times. It's good to look for ways to increase absorption and make things more effective. But you don't want to do it with a synthetic chemical like polysorbate 80. Why? 
So what is it? Well, it's one of the most searched topics on my website. People want to know what polysorbate 80 is. They're going to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and they're looking for answers to what is polysorbate 80 because they're beginning to see more of it used in supplements, natural supplements. This is a synthetic chemical. What are people thinking? What is it? What is it used for? Should it be avoided? These are the questions I get from consumers that want to know what it is because they see it in their supplements and they don't recognize it as a vitamin or a mineral or an herb. So why is it there? Polysorbate 80 is a synthetic compound made in a laboratory. It's also called tween, T like Tom, W, E, E, N, 80. Twin 80. It is often used for food and medicine because it is an emulsifier. It increases the absorption of whatever it is mixed with, but it's not natural. It enables oil and water to mix together. It emulsifies them. It makes them more soluble. For example, in a processed packaged food, it keeps creamy or liquid ingredients from separating. Like in a pudding. Or in a um, uh, solid, solid mix. Or ice cream, for example. If you buy a salad dressing, they sometimes tell you to shake it because everything starts to separate. And it keeps these sauces smooth because they don't separate. It's an emulsifier. But what does it do to your body? That's what we have to question. Don't just take something. If you can't pronounce it, or understand it, or you never heard of it, doesn't sound like a food to me. Polysorbate 80 doesn't sound like a food to me. And it is approved by the FDA for use as a food additive as long as the amount is limited. But research in animal models have shown that polysorbate 80 and other synthetic emulsifiers can have adverse effects in the intestines. It alters the gut bacteria and reduces the diversity of the intestinal microflora. So if you're taking probiotics, whether, whether you do or not, you're going to have some bacteria in your gut, which is really good for you to have good intestinal microflora. We need probiotics in our gut. Some scientists say that the only thing we really need are probiotics. Well, I won't, I won't agree with that, but that's how important they could be. But this polysorbate 80 kills the microflora. And people are taking probiotics 
by choice, paying for them, and then buying a supplement or some other food with polysorbate 80 in it and killing all the bacteria. That's a waste of money. It reduces the intestinal mucus thickness and increases leaky gut. It also increases intestinal inflammation and increases the potential for IBS or even colon cancer. There is a greater risk of having colon cancer by using polysorbate 80. It also leads to the subject we just covered, metabolic syndrome. So it increases the risk of these five indications associated with metabolic syndrome. High blood pressure, high blood sugar levels, obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. Now we're trying to change by using a diet, healthy diet, and using berberine to treat metabolic syndrome. But if you also have a supplement or food that contains polysorbate 80, counterproductive. So now they're using polysorbate 80 in nutritional supplements. Why? Well, because they want to increase the absorption. For example, curcumin, BCM95, and all curcumin, all curcumin. Very, very hard to be absorbed systemically. In the old days, when we had no curcumin that would increase the absorption, people were taking 12, 15, in one study, 24 capsules per day. It worked, but you had to take a boatload to make it work. That's not very friendly to take 12 to 24 capsules per day. So, BCM95 uses a very friendly form of absorption technology. They blend BCM95, curcumin, with turmeric essential oils that are found in the same plant, and that increases the absorption by 700%. Now, that's an exclusive patented technology by a company in India. So other companies can't use that method. So they're looking for other methods to increase absorption. And I think that's great. I think that's good because you want to, you want to, every curcumin product should be better for you. So you don't have to take so many capsules. But when they're using such things as polysorbate 80, to turn up the emulsifying action of curcumin, it's counterproductive. But now it's turning up in curcumin formulations all across the health food industry. Curcumin is fat-soluble. All fat-soluble compounds are very difficult to be absorbed. But blending it in a polysorbate 80 base can make it water dispersible so you can actually even use it in liquids and in your body it's water soluble like vitamin C so you can absorb it very easily 
but it also is also excreted very easily because it's water soluble. But these products, curcumin products, are a little bit of curcumin and a whole bunch of polysorbate 80. In fact, I go into health food stores wherever I am and I just, you know, look at what's going on in the marketplace, talking to some of the people about their health, and then I kind of explore what's on the shelf. And one formula I found in a health food store on the market is 93% polysorbate 80 and just 7% curcumin. Way, way out of racial proportions for health. In fact, that would definitely be over the indication of the FDA's limited amount of polysorbate 80. It exceeds all regulations for the intake of polysorbate 80. There are natural alternatives that you don't need to use polysorbate 80 that boosts the absorption. And I've already talked about it. There's a couple of really good delivery systems with no adverse effects on the intestines at all, no risks at all, and, pra- and, and, and actually add even more benefit. And that is the turmeric essential oil. Very high in a compound called AR tumorone. And AR tumorone's research has shown that it is just as effective as curcumin. So now if you have a product called turmeric or curcumin BCM95 that is a combination of curcumin and turmeric oil, you've got two compounds combined together that gives you excellent results. Now the other emulsifying agent that has been successful is called black sesame seed oil. Black sesame seed oil has an effect in emulsifying compounds. There's new research coming out of India that shows a combination of curcumin and boswellia mixed with black sesame seed oil, not just the three of them in a soft gel capsule, but actually emulsified with the oil, the sesame seed oil, as a black sesame seed. This black sesame seed oil has an effect to increase emulsification and better absorption. And they are mixing it in a pain formulation for acute pain relief. Works in minutes. They did a study against acetaminophen, Tylenol. And it was as effective as Tylenol, but eight times more effective to relieve the symptoms associated, the emotional symptoms, with pain. When you have pain, you're not in a good mood. You're irritable. You're unhappy. I I get it. I would feel the same way. If I was suffering from pain, I would not be happy. I'd not be in a good mood. I'd probably be cranky and owly and whatever. 
So sometimes when we meet some people in a marketplace or somewhere downtown and they're not, they're rude. Well, they might just feel like crap. I don't blame them. So all of these emotional aspects of pain was relieved eight times better than Tylenol or acetaminophen and is, and, and is effective in relieving pain as the drug. Well, we got a very short time before we end up the program. So let me just go to one small subject that I have prepared. And this is four weird symptoms. Weird. Of high blood sugar levels. Four unusual signs. Your blood sugar levels might be too high. Your feet are cold. Diabetes increases the risk of circulation problems. Reducing blood supply to the extremities so that the feet feel cold. Reoccurrent yeast bladder, and skin infections. High blood sugar weakens the immune system. We certainly don't want that to happen now. And too much sugar in the bloodstream interferes with the ability of white blood cells to move through the body to fight infections. That's what we are plagued with now. Upper respiratory tract infections. Sugar feeds it, undermines the immune system. Itchy hands and feet. High blood sugar damages nerve cells and nerve fibers, especially in the hands and feet, which can cause a feeling of burning, itching, tingling, and numbing. And dry mouth. Dry, high blood sugar decreases saliva. And a lack of saliva increases the risk of tooth decay and gum disease. All right, my friends. We are about to wrap up the program. We got a few seconds before we do, but remember your food is your medicine. And what you eat every day determines your health, good or bad. Make your choices better, healthier. Get out there and do some exercise. Get rid of the other habits that are damaging to your health. And every day work on doing something to be better and healthier. And with that, my friends, say a prayer for this mad, mad world. God bless you, and God bless America.